can't say I'm debating Pocahontas, right? I promise you I'll do this. I will take, you know those little kits they sell on television for $2? Learn your heritage. And in the middle of the debate, when she proclaims that she's of Indian heritage, because her mother said she has high cheekbones, we will take that little kit and say, but we have to do it gently. Because we're in the Me Too generation, so we have to be very gentle. And we will very gently take that kit and we will slowly toss it, hoping it doesn't hit her and injure her arm. And we will say, I will give you a million dollars to your favorite charity, paid for by Trump, if you take the test and it shows you're an Indian. There you go. Wow. That was from uh, Thursday's rally in Montana, Donald Trump. That's an edited version of that because it's it's much longer. But wow, that's the gist of it. And uh, I don't know. I found it hilarious. I don't think it's probably good for America, but I found it hilarious. Boy, he likes poking people. The Trump haters went crazy over that. My wife, the uh, hashtag Me Too part of it, or the all of it, but oh, the, the whole thing, part, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But um, uh, my wife, who is uh, not bothered by Trump. Um, uh, didn't like the Me Too stuff. Thought that was too much. Ah, and uh, I wonder if maybe uh, if that one. Um... But it, I did make light of it. But as perhaps as, a little uh, too well, soon. Well, as, as one of my favorite pundits said, was there anything there that he hasn't been doing for two years? Though I mean, so you either are okay with it or you're not. I mean, you either like it, hate it, or you know you're like, ah, it's just what he does, right? Which is a lot of people. Well, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose if you're, you're, everybody's in one camp or another at this point. And it, it, yeah, that's you got my point. More yeah. in your camp. It's it's hard to imagine that a lot of people went from being Trump supporters to not Trump supporters. Anyway, so there was a poll that came out last week while we were uh, away from work. Um, Trump's approval rating. This is in the Real Clear Politics average. Okay, so this is the average of the major polls, right? This is not one poll that could be out of whack. That sort of thing. Real real clear average. He went from 42% June 6th, June 3rd, a month after being called Hitler every day all over America for locking those babies in cages. Uh, he went from 42 to 43, which is basically flat because it would be within everybody's margin of error. But sure. the point is, after one of the worst months any president's ever had... I mean, from the media, right? Um, of being called Hitler all day, every day, he's flat on his approval rating, slightly up even. Yeah, wow. That's so crazy. just you know, maybe you think that's bad, but it's you know, I'm like I've been saying for a long time. I think that's a winning issue. I really do. All the polls would show you that. Well, most of the screeching is Beltway stuff. It's stuff that doesn't matter much outside the Beltway. They're all involved in it. That cabal of government employees and attorneys and lobbyists and they're all getting rich in dc but i'll tell you one thing that's not that and that's the tariff deal and the in the trade war situation that one and my take on it all along has been i get his strategy we have been giving and giving and giving on trade relationships for decades because we can because we're a super giant colossus economically and all these littler countries which is all of them uh has said hey you gotta cut us a break here our uh our sorghum farmers are really struggling in our 
you know, our, our dry central region. Can you just let us add a couple of cents? And we say, all right, all right, if we could have trade with you, all right, fine. And we've given and given and given to the point where, okay, now it's pretty wacky because you got a economic colossus like China getting all sorts of breaks. So I get it. So, oh, yeah, all right, now you like tariffs? All right, now we're going to stick you with tariffs. And then, and, and much like my dog squaring off with the other dog, we're going to realize we don't really want to fight and we're going to have better, more equitable, uh, productive trade relationships at the end of this. Uh, unless, one dog actually does sink its fangs into the other one or they decide they want to fight to the death how this ends i do not know but if it doesn't get resolved in the way i've suggested which is you know better more equitable relationships fairly quickly i mean if you have harley davidson taking it in the shorts farmers all across america taking it in the shorts virtually anybody who uses steel for manufacture the lobster fishermen uh what is that the cheese makers Blessed are the cheesemakers, for they why, will fortify the crackers. Why did you say it like that? I don't know. Cheese! Um, <laughs> cool whip. Uh, if, 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 if enough people start feeling that sort of pain and start thinking or start saying, yeah, when's this uh, hit pay dirt? When does it all result in uh, good or better trade relationships? Ten years from now. Well, see, exactly. If that's the case, then you're going to see those poll numbers decline. Then those supporters who would be fine with them shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue might start to get a little wobbly. Yeah. But we shall that's, see. That's the biggest wild card out there because all the indicators are good. I mean, any other president in history got the kind of numbers he's got. You would think they're absolutely going to get reelected at this mm-hmm. point. Yep. But the biggest wild card out there is the whole trade situation. And, man, that could turn so fast. Number two, North Korea. What's your gut tell you about North Korea? I've been saying from the beginning, the most likely outcome is they're lying to us. That yeah. doesn't make Trump wrong for trying or nope. anything like that. It doesn't mean he lost anything. But that's always been the most likely outcome. You could if you wanted criticize his his ridiculous you know the north korean threat is oh, over the that, hyperbole that, the rest that, of it. that was a mistake and he was still saying that he said that thursday at the big rally one of the well, things he said silly one of the things he said up there on stage he made fun of george hw bush who's dying he made fun of john mccain who's dying he made fun <laughs> of elizabeth warren which i'm fine with um but he did all this stuff but he he also said and north korea we're safe now. We're safe. And everybody cheering like crazy. And I thought, didn't didn't a story just come out in the Washington Post and New York Times that they're cheating? Failing and we, New York Times. The failing New York Times. Right. That, good point, Sean. <laughs> that we know they're cheating. Yes. We've, we've got satellite images that show they're lying to us. And, and now their uh, foreign ministry is coming out with statements about our gangster-like demands yeah. and how we're way out of line and, and the oppressor and the rest of it, which is straight out of their traditional playbook. But... So he, the, him saying that the threat is over is completely just, I don't know what that is. That's just dumb. You know, but, it being the same as it was is not a surprise. Right. How does that factor in, though, to the actual electoral politics of the thing? Because I remember during the campaign when the press was famously taking Trump literally but not seriously. And his Trumps and his supporters were taking him seriously, but not literally. There are plenty of things that the press would go crazy about him saying. And you would ask the hardest core Trump supporter, and and they would understand. No, he just says stuff like that. He'd make his Bible talk, and the uh, you know the religious people would say, "No, I don't think he's religious." The Bible. It's all right. (laughs) We'll hold our nose because he'll support. He'll. Appoint rather good Supreme Court justices, et cetera. But so I don't, I don't know if that whole completely ridiculous talk about North Korea. I mean, it's just indefensible. 
Um, yeah, that that is actually what bothered me the most out of that rally on Thursday, which again was the Trump rally of all time. That was Trump, I want to hear more. That was Trump at his his height of whatever that is. Yeah, um, I just caught the headlines. I didn't watch but it. But the the one that stuck out to me the most was the North Korea stuff. Like, how can you possibly say that? But my question how can is, you sheer that would, would Trump supporters or would be Trump voters? If it turns out we're back to the same with North Korea and they start testing missiles again, it turns out they're really close to a hydrogen bomb, whatever. Will his having indulged in his usual salesman-like hyperbole, will that change anybody's level of support? I have no idea. I don't know. It's it's silly and it's dumb that he says that stuff, but I'm not sure it has any impact one way or another. Oh, do we? we, hmm, That's pretty good. That's pretty that's, good. That's pretty good. You know, let's let's tease that. Let's play that when we come back. Did you okay. hear the Elton John stuff? The Elton John stuff? Yes. He spent a no. minute. The Trump, Trump spent the a president. Trump spent a minute talking about Elton John. No. At least a minute. <laughs> and it relates to North Korea. Because they took over a tape recording of Rocket Man. Yes. To explain where the term Rocket Man came from. But Trump talked about it for like a minute. And Elton John and his music and everything else. Wow. It's pretty entertaining. These are odd times. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> but what is it? And we did get one text saying, Jack, talk about the high dive. That's right. I do need to tell the story of me chickening out on the high dive. Oh, no. <laughs> at the community pool. That man chickened out at the pool. He would not die in the pool. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. trying to push one side or the other on this. I'm just saying relentless Trump is Hitler coverage for a month. His poll numbers stayed flat, maybe mm-hmm. slightly up a little, according to the real clear politics average. And there was a Harvard poll that came out that has his uh, Hispanic approval rating up 10 points. Why? <laughs> Which is, you know, I find that hard to believe. But it's a Harvard poll, so it's not the, they're not shading it that direction on purpose. So, right, right. But it it's, still could yeah, be it's wrong. It's not Bob Jones University poll or something like that. Anyway, says, l- legal, Hispanics are here legally. Well, uh, there's also this. There's also this. Um, people use the term Hispanics to lump everybody together. Most of the people that are in the United States illegally are from, are, uh, who've come here over the many years are from Mexico. There's no reason people from Mexico want Guatemalans here, necessarily. Hondurans. Or Hondurans. There's there's no reason to think that a Mexican who's raising their family in the United States is for Hondurans coming in illegally because I'm up for anything Hispanic. Right. I, I there's, That makes perfectly good sense I to me. I know plenty of Hispanic people, and they don't think that way. All right. And, and in fact... <laughs> So they should do a poll of Mexican people, people from Mexico, about how they feel about it versus people from other places. I want to get to my punchline so badly I can't even support my point, but I'll go ahead and spend the 20 seconds it'll take. Uh, People within Mexico 
don't love everybody in Mexico. Well, that's, yeah, There's yeah. plenty of disagreement. There are po- different political differences. There is incredible racism in Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. The idea that it's a monolithic group of people is just funny. It's silly. So what does that tell you? Well, wait a minute. There's a tremendous amount of time and energy being pitched to convince us all that all Hispanic people ought to think and act and vote the same way. Who would do that? Well, and well, people want them to stay in a, a neatly controlled little herd. And Mexico tries really hard to keep out Guatemalans and Hondurans and everybody. So it's quite possible that Mexicans in the United States said, no, we don't want those people coming into the United States. That wouldn't that's not a crazy notion. Right, right. And to the extent that, you know, a, a percentage of illegal immigrants are criminals um, and it's not a huge percentage at all. Um, but to the extent that they are. Their victims are, are in large measure, other poor Hispanic people. So, we, so yeah, I, I totally get that article. We wanted that, to play this attitude. We wanted to play this completely unrelated uh, clip of Donald Trump at his rally in Montana on Thursday, which was Trump at his all-time Trumpiest. I mean, any idea that he was going to become more presidential, whatever that means, or stop doing that after the command. I mean, he this was further than he went when he was campaigning for president. Wow, on everything, it was just he was as comfortable. As he could possibly be. Maybe he had just seen his polls hang steady after a month of being called Hitler. I don't know. Um, did he get into this by talking about the Elton? They, they, they took over, the Secretary of State and the President took over a, a tape of Elton John singing Rocket Man. Gave it, little, gave it to little Kim to try to explain. The reason I call you Rocket Man, are you familiar with the Elton John song yeah. Rocket Man? And, and little Kim wasn't, so Trump had Pompeo bring a copy. Should have had Dennis Rodman play it for him on his ukulele. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so they ended. He ended up talking about in front of a packed house of uh, cheering, adoring fans. He Beautiful. ended up talking about Elton John. Our ICE and Border Patrol, the new platform of the Democrat Party. And by the way, I call it the Democrat Party. It sounds better rhetorically, you know. I wrote bestsellers. I, I guess I speak well. You know, we turned away thousands of people. They never say I'm a great speaker. Why the hell do so many people come? Why do so- I don't think it's true. Why? 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 We love you. We love you. Yeah, but what about Elton John? <laughs> why or why do they come? Gotta be something. I guess they like my policy. Maybe you like policy. No, it's true. Have you ever noticed? You never hear that. You never hear that. You never hear it. I mean, there's got to be a reason. I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And we beat, and I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ. And lots of other people helping. No, we've broken a lot of records. We've broken virtually every record because, you know, look, I only need this space. They need much more room. For basketball, for hockey, for all the sports, they need a lot of room. We don't need it. We have people in that space. So we break all these records. But really, we do it without, like, the musical instruments. This is the only musical, the mouth. And hopefully the brain attached to the mouth, right? The brain, more important than the mouth, is the brain. That was unedited. That was, yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, his thing about Elton John and his organ, which he mentions again later in the speech, is, uh... Wow, where do you even begin with that? He is just, 
He's so, it's just amazing. He's one of the most amazing people that have ever lived on so many different levels. But there he is in front of a giant crowd of people, obviously just feeling it and as comfortable as you can be. First of all, how many people are that comfortable ever in front of a giant crowd like that? Um, and then just and then with the relentless hate that a lot of the country brings your direction, he's he's got. In those settings, zero hesitation. Well, to and say a line of cameras what, in the back reminding him every second of that criticism uh, yeah. and, and scrutiny. And that everything he says is going to be played. And You right. know, he's the opposite of Hillary Clinton, who, who every word, should I say the or the, she's focus grouping and wondering how it'll be handled on cable news and that sort of stuff. Right. He's the opposite. He just does not worry about it somehow. Yeah. He's 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 at the same time, you know, he's so easily butthurt. If some minor 22-year-old nobody college professor says something mean about him on a cable channel you don't watch, he needs to tweet about it. Right, right, But right. in that setting, he's willing to just just roll with it. And I watched most of that uh, speech in Montana where he veered all over the place. And like making fun of H.W. Uh, Bush's 1000 points of light volunteer program, unconscionable, really. I <sighs> mean, just how do you possibly make fun of that but he did um i i never saw him glance at notes or anything once i i think he does it just off the top of his head i think he just walks out and talks for an hour and a half i mean that certainly would right. sound like he is he has a <laughs> um, teleprompter but he never looks at it it's it's, it's probably well, just a few notes the, 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 i don't know what they would be unless it would just be the, the he remember might have, elton john he, and kenny loggins if you get to it <laughs> He might have the name of the senator and the senator's wife in front of him, right. so he gets that right because right. he's there in theory to boost this guy who's running against the Democrats. Right. Um, but everything else just appears to be off the top of his head, and he just rolls. And then when he's done, he walks off the stage, and people cheer like freaking crazy. You know who he reminds me of in a weird way is like uh, Pete Rose would be a good example. He was a superstar baseball player, mostly in the 1970s, and. He was so hell-bent, so aggressive, so just intent on winning, it made him into one of the all-time superstars of the game. But he just couldn't stop. And he was a a degenerate gambler, as it turns out, and he ruined his career and got himself a a band for life because he just has no brake pedal for his competitiveness. (laughs) And, And Trump is like that. I mean, if he were to dial it back just like 20%, I think he would not end up being a tragic figure. I still feel disaster on the horizon. I just, I don't think he has a brake pedal. And sooner or later, there's going to be a tree. Um, a lot of people think there have already been trees. I, I, I think he know. can say pretty much anything and he's going to be okay. Um, uh, I mean, I just think he's proven that. Um, yeah, well, the, the, the trade thing could go the other direction, and he could end up at seventeen percent. I don't that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you're right. In terms of rhetoric, I think it's all baked in, as you said before. If you've already you love the guy, you loved it. If you hated him, you hated it. If you're in the eye rolling middle, you rolled your eyes. If you can make fun of John McCain for getting caught, oh, and held prisoner of war and survived that, I mean, yeah, you're right. Where do you go from there? <laughs> Pocahontas? No, please. That's child's play. (laughs) Really interesting uh, data on Trump's tweets, the popular and unpopular ones coming up later next hour. We'll give you a little break from Trump for a while. I'll talk about backing off the high dive at the pool. Um, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Democrats' grim warnings about Trump's SCOTUS pick, and Twitter is dropping millions of accounts right now. Stories coming up. Six o'clock our time. President announces his uh, Supreme Court pick. Correct. 
It's exciting. Gather the kids around the TV. Uh, Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Los Angeles Laker. We haven't mentioned that. That happened while we were on vacation. Oh, my. Huh? Upsetting the balance of power or not? I don't or know. something. I don't know. He might just be on a different crappy team in a bigger city. Oh, I don't know, Jack. I don't know. We'll have to see. He could be on a crappier team than he was on before. Uh, that fact, what? That's quite possible. Well, he did make it to the finals. Yeah. Uh, I watched a lot of baseball over vacation. Man, I enjoyed that. That's the one with the guy that throws the ball at the other guy right. with the stick. The, the guy yeah. with the stick tries yeah. to hit it. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, you have to have time to watch baseball, unless you do the Powers app, which you kind of miss the rhythm of it. But yeah. man, I love baseball. It's the best if you got the time the to watch the roar it. Of the crowd, yeah. How about news with Marsha Phillips? Well, the clock is ticking toward President Trump's announcement of a new Supreme Court justice. He apparently told reporters on the lawn today, "I'll, uh, I'll have a, dis- I'll make up my own mind by noon." And everybody's yeah. reporting. He just likes jerking people around. Yeah. Yes, he does. Because you know, he said over the weekend, "I narrowed it down to four, perhaps three, maybe even two. Yes. I mean, it's just he's got an idea who he wants. Right? He's not. He's not going to at noon today sit down with a stack of folders and go ah, through them. Right, I need to get down to this. <laughs> Trump, Trump ramping up the excitement, tweeting this morning, I have long heard that the most important decision a U.S. president can make is the selection of a Supreme Court justice will be announced tonight. It will be at 6 p.m. West Coast. Oh, that that's was not exciting. in the tweet. So it's interesting, yeah. the, the, the woman who's a hardcore Catholic, which everybody assumes that means she wants to do away with Roe versus Wade. She also has like nine kids or something, doesn't she? But um, uh, Democrats don't want her. Everybody else is a white male. They want the white male. So yes. another white male. Well, I thought that was a thing. You can't, no more white males. Trump could nominate Jesus of Nazareth. Or Adolf Hitler of Bavaria. And it would get the same reaction. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi would screech that it was a, 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 just an, an evildoer. That, uh, the last place on earth they should be is the Supreme Court. Yeah. The entire republic is at risk. What, who will protect the children, etc., etc. No matter who he throws up there. One of the D leaders yesterday, yeah. I, I forget which one, yesterday on one of the talk shows said, and these extremist choices that he's brought forth, and nobody being at all fair about these four people, the names that are being thrown about, believes they're extremists in any way. No, they're conservatives. But do you know there is currently one vote on the Supreme Court, it would seem, to overturn Roe versus Wade? One. CT? Yeah, Clarence Thomas. And if this other person, the new person, thinks, yeah, I kind of would like to do that, that'll equal, stay with me now, two. So... Calm down, everybody. It ain't happening. Right. Well, I got to tell you, Senator Dick Durbin and other Democrats don't see it that way, Joe. They yes, are warning. Liars, Marshall. Liars. They are warning the electorate. This court will decide the future of women's health care. You lie. And the freedom of women to make choices about the future of their families. That is a critical decision this court will face. You know, listen, I respect various people's views on abortion. I actually yeah. do. Um, why are you so afraid of the word? Why don't you say what you're talking about? There's only one reason I ever do that in my real life. It's because I know if I actually use the word, that'll kind of hurt my case. Come on now, dick. 
Have, have a little courage beyond your convictions. Yeah, you want day. abortion rights? Say abortion rights. All day, yes, Women's too. health care. Yeah. That's right. A woman, uh, I, that bitch has the flu? No doctor for her, because I'm against women's health care. Please. Well, they're done for the day. An aide to the Thai Navy SEAL commander said four boys were brought out of the flooded cave in northern Thailand today. And the ongoing rescue operation is going to be over until tomorrow. So far, we've got a total of eight of the 12 boys. They've now been brought out of the cave system by divers. So I'm they, hoping I'm not that last boy. How did how'd they choose? Draw straws or foot race? Maybe the best players came out first. <laughs> wow. The, co- the, coach, the coach said, starting five, you're out there first. Uh, I tell you who's going to be last out, the Jimmy, coach. Jimmy, you haven't scored a goal in the, all year. Right. You stay right. down here in the cave. Yeah, you wait here. I think you're right. The coach, was, hey, hey, boys, I know what we should do. Let's go explore the caves. <laughs> he needs to be the last out. Although I do like the, the name of their team, the Wild Boars. That's a good good name for a soccer team. Group of protesters confronted Senate People majority. People are protesting the children being taken out of the cave? No, different story now. Oh. Group of protesters confronting... Keep them in! I say keep them in! Sorry. You're saying, Marshall. Group of protesters confronted Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell about the Trump administration's immigration policy as he left a dinner in Kentucky. Vote you out! Vote you baby, out! Vote you out! For the baby! Vote you out! Vote you out! That's a terrible Vote you out! Vote you out! There you go. That was, uh, that was tepid. Uh, what was that, four people? That, somebody did yell at Mitch McConnell, we know where you live, which is... Uh, oh, yeah. boy. This, if, they, if anybody thinks that's not helping Trump, you're crazy. Yeah. You're yeah. crazy. This shouting at people at grocery stores and restaurants right. is not... It's only going to help Trump's side. And there was. You know, the, I'm reminded of my uh, beloved and gentle dog, Baxter. Yeah. The only way he's going to snap and snarl and bite people... Was, as I told the story last hour, because another dog uh, attacked him. Tell you what, you want to turn people into big, aggressive pro-Trumpers? Right. Because, you know, a lot of America is pretty ambivalent. You know, keep attacking all the time like that. Keep assuming or stating that anybody who supports anything the guy does, or Mitch McConnell, who is admittedly a weak act, but um, keep, keep throwing around Hitler bombs and racist bombs and the rest of it. A bookstore owner says he actually called police after a woman wouldn't stop harassing the former White House advisor, Steve Bannon. Black Swan books owner Nick Koch told the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Bannon was just looking at books on Saturday when a woman came up to him and called him a piece of trash and wouldn't leave the store. He said she wouldn't leave until he threatened to call the police. When he started to call, she took off. Koch telling the uh, newspaper, bookstores are all about ideas and tolerating different opinions and not about verbally assaulting somebody. Wow, good for you, bookstore yeah. owner. Way to go, buddy. That's right. Yeah. If people are messing with your customers, throw them the hell out. Turns out Twitter is suspending tens of millions of accounts. According to the Washington Post, the social media companies pulled the plug on more than a million accounts every day for the last few months after coming under fire for not doing enough to prevent incorrect information from being posted. What? That's what they're pulling accounts from? What does from? that mean? Yep. Even, You're telling me that if I put on our Twitter feed uh, 80% of Democrats ride unicorns to work, they're going to pull my account because that's not true? <laughs> I hear it's going to be cool this weekend. <laughs> Even President Trump weighed in on the moves, tweeting over the weekend that Twitter is getting rid of fake accounts at a record pace. 
He posed the question, will that include the failing New York Times and propaganda machine for Amazon, the Washington Post, who constantly quote anonymous sources that, in my opinion, don't exist? Trump weighing in on Twitter. Plus, Facebook has declared the Declaration of Independence hate speech. Did you hear that? No. They blocked it over the weekend. I'll tell you about that. The specific quote that aroused their algorithms. Yeah, well, that that gets to the problem of you're either going to have the Wild West free-for-all that it has been, or it gets really complicated really fast over what information you're going to start limiting. But we will talk about that later. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I missed the sound of the Liberty Bell. No, it's good. Good to be back to hear that gentle knell. Um, Among things, I can't believe I missed this last night. So there's a new daredevil on the scene that uh, did a big jump at Caesar's Palace and beat Evil Knievel's record. My kids would love that. He didn't die or crash, which really was the key to Evil Knievel's success, was that he crashed regularly and nearly died. People making the jump is not that exciting. Bones being broken is exciting. Oh, listen to you. Well, speaking of courage, how'd you do on the high dive, huh? Um, yeah, I'll have to tell that story. (laughs) Yeah. And the specific phrase from the Declaration of Independence, our most precious founding document that Facebook thought was wrong. Mark Zuckerberg hates the Declaration is your headline. Stay with us. Sure, that's a fair characterization. Mm. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I am invincible. Invincible. You (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We haven't talked about Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, who is being, his name is being thrown around as Speaker of the House, and he's got that whole wrestling sex scandal thing. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I think we ought to take the uh, traditional Armstrong and Getty fair and balanced nonpartisan look at it. Yeah, I'd be all for that. As opposed to what? Railroad him? <laughs> well, that's what's happening. You think? It's unbelievable. Character assassination is as old as politics. Mm. But there are times when it's just so egregious and obvious. I just... Okay. Come on, everybody. Talk about that later. Yeah. So I wish I could tell this next story as succinctly as my eight-year-old did to mom. Um, maybe I'll try to repeat it the way he did. So we got home from the, the city pool. at Colin, pool. get him on the horn. First person. At the pool. We went to the pool. That lady shaving her legs at the pool. Um, so we went to the community pool to do a little swimming last week. And um, hot. Dang, it was hot. So hot, you like burn your feet walking on Durr. the cement. Too hot. Trying to get over to the concession stand to get your popsicle or whatever, you know? You know, there are heat records uh, uh, bested by like 14 degrees. Marshall Phillips places. spent time in the Inland Empire. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's old inland of the you know, kind of LA-ish area. In the oven empire. It was 115 degrees, he said, when he was there. You, you go to that area to cool off, not to be 115. Urgh. Anyway, we're at the pool. And um, I got home, and uh, we're standing around. I said, Sam, would you like to tell Mom what happened at the pool? He said, oh, yeah. 
Dad got up on the high dive and had to ask the high school girl at the whistle if he could climb back down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I I asked my kids. We're sitting there having the popsicles in the shade. And uh, I went off the low dive a couple weeks ago, if you'll remember. And and I, I got out on the edge of the low dive, and I thought to myself, I have not done this for 35 years at least, <laughs> which is a long time. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, But I did it. It was no big deal. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do the high dive. And so my kids were having their popsicles, and there was, there was, there was no line at the time. And I said, um, you think I should go off the high dive? Yeah, Dad, do it. Go off the high dive. Right. Your moment has arrived. And, uh... So I went over, and there was a bit of a line. There was a couple of kids standing there in line, and one kid says, he's like seven years old, and he said, it looks a lot higher when you get up there. Uh-oh. And I said, yeah, I know. I remember that from 35 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I walked out there, and I immediately was gripped by overwhelming fear. Oh, no. I mean, just like can't hardly move fear. Th- that's what I get with my whole fear of falling thing. And this is where it was more than uh, th- than than falling or anything like that. Talking to a friend just the other night who had had a, a horrible heart incident, like nearly died heart oh, incident. Geez. And uh, I got up there, and my heart was racing a little bit from the adrenaline. And then I thought, you know, I haven't been in the water yet. The water's cold. Just the shock oh, of the cold water. Oh or, if I, or if on the way down I tilt a little forward or back, you know, and I hit my stomach in the cold water. I'm not, what if I have a heart attack? And once that thought was oh, in my please, head, then, then I was done. The cycle of anxiety <laughs> has begun. Oh, my God. Right. And so I'm standing out there on the edge, and I'm getting more and more nervous, and my hands are sweaty. And I say to the high school girl with the whistle, um... Can, can you climb back down once you're up here? If you chicken out? And she said, yeah, you can do that. So then I shuffle with tiny little, tiny little steps. <laughs> oh, God. I turn around, barely turn around, and shuffle back. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> killing me. And belly crawl your yeah, way That's back what to I would have done. <laughs> Flat on my belly, like a crocodile. <laughs> oh, my God. That was emasculating. Wow. Wow. <laughs> See, all right. <laughs> Two things I can tell you to relate. Number one. Uh, and and I first heard uh, Doctor Savage enunciate this because I hadn't ever heard it before. Because I, I when my kids were little, I had a house full of little kids, and I started to get these terrible fears that I was going to have a heart attack and die and leave them fatherless. Turns out I did have an irregular heartbeat, so that weird thing I was feeling in my chest was actually happening mm. in my defense. But uh, it's harmless. But uh, so that's that's a thing with guys. Um, and I've never had it in my life until I was out on the high dive. And, well, it's because that buddy told me that story the other night. Well, exactly. That was, it was in my head. Right. And then the little kid with, it's higher up there than it looks. Sucks, sucks, sucks. <laughs> and the fear of chemicals started and the anxiety began. And the, the other thing, and I've tried to explain this to people, I have this fear of falling and have since I was, I don't know, probably 12, 13, 14 years old after I'd, I think, after I'd fallen a couple of times and bashed my head. But so the problem is I know it's an irrational fear. I'm perfectly aware of that. The problem is what you're describing. You get this, inc- you get this complete inability to function. Your limbs get all tightened up. And the easy, I can walk down a sidewalk like, Nine times out of ten, and not fall off of it into somebody's lawn, right? But if I were a be- on a beam that ho- uh, that wide, 20, 20 stories in the air, yeah. I would find it impossible to walk naturally. 
So I'm like, I am likely to fall because I'm like paralyzed. So that's the problem with that feeling. No, I'll tell you what, though. Oh. I feel like I've got to do it now. And I've got to do it soon or I'll never be able to do anything like that again in my life. i got to get back up there. Yeah. i got to get back up there and jump off. Um, yeah. Sounds like uh, live team coverage, video, <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweeted about that and people said you got to put this with Marshall's push-ups and make a whole thing out of it. Brought to you by like a swimwear manufacturer and a heart doctor. <sighs> yeah. But i got to do it or I'll never... The fear popsicle maker <laughs> brought to you by push-ups. As I had a uh, a psychologist explain to me about my my fear of needles, it's uh, what happens over time is you become afraid of the feeling of fear. Exactly, and over years it changes from fear of the act to fear of the fear. Right, and then it really builds on itself. You know, it's funny. I I figured that out about anxiety. So I got to go to the pool today and jump in. Yeah, I think I pretty much have to do it. Wow, got to be today. Well, soon. Uh, well, uh, why wait? God dang it, that was an awful feeling. That was a terrible feeling. Here's an interesting thing that happened. Nah, I won't tell this story. It's a downer. Yeah, I'll leave that alone. Um, How did you... What was the interaction with your kids upon first returning from the high dive unsuccessful? They were glad that I did. They were worried I was going to get hurt. Okay, interesting. They were worried about me. Mm, I heard they were asking uh, other guys at the pool, would you be my dad? (laughs) Well, I have problems. You see this gash on my head? I don't know if you've noticed that. So I uh, I walked into the garage door and hit my head really hard. Why? Because oh I didn't. God. I'm sweeping out the shop. I put uh. up the garage door. I didn't put it all the way up. I kept it too low and walked into it really hard oh with my head. <laughs> oh Practically boy. knocked myself down. Wow. Blood everywhere. Homer so, J. Armstrong. That's right. So they worry about Dad. <laughs> so they were happy that I climbed back down. Wow, that's good. Yeah, one of them was actually saying, "Don't do it," as I was climbing up the ladder. <laughs> Which that doesn't help. Don't do it, Dad. <laughs> you so trump's twitter account has been analyzed yeah his tweets you may have heard that generally they're not too popular well the actual data on it is is pretty interesting which of his tweets is the least popular which the most they're asking other swimmers if they could be their dad that's funny you're listening to the armstrong and getty show